As we begin Central Moments again today, and I do welcome you, I'm, I'm amazed at the genius of God's Word. And we're studying this fall uh, the book of Zechariah, the second last prophet of the Old Testament, second last book of the Old Testament. And uh, here, here we see illustrated uh, some amazing things about not just what God communicates to us, but how he communicates it to us. Even sometimes the structure of, of some of the scriptural books, the structure themselves become part of the message. So verse 7, um, Zechariah of chapter 1, Zechariah just finished his introduction. And then he said, on the 24th day of the 11th month, the month of Shabbat, in the second year of Darius, that's the Persian king, the word of the Lord came to the prophet Zechariah, son of Berechiah, son of Iddo. The word of the Lord comes because God's trying through the prophet Zechariah to encourage people to finish the neglected work of rebuilding the temple in Jerusalem. Uh, in the process, Zechariah becomes one of the most quoted books in the Old Testament, especially when it comes to the last week of Jesus' life. Now, Jesus isn't going to come for 400 more years, but, but Zechariah's writings um, remind us a little about uh, of the book of Revelation. And just as some people think Revelation is, is, is two parts, like um, these apocalyptic prophetic books often were written. You've got your first half, and then the second half, and the second half is a little different in its character than the first half, but is sort of a different perspective, adding more detail to what's dis discussed in the first half of the book. Zechariah has two very distinct halves. The first half is very linear. It's one thing after another. The second half is very, if you're a Western sequential linear thinker, it's kind of hard to read the second half of Zechariah because it's more circular. It's more thinking like much of the ancient world would have thought uh, that, that just kind of confuses some of us today. But, but, but it's just restating um, in more ultimate messianic ways what the first half of the book describes. It's, it's all very ingenious, just like the book of Revelation probably pivots around chapter 12 and the second half of Revelation may be a restating with more detail and different perspective of what's described in the first part of Revelation. This is all you get and it's ingenious structure. It's uh, characteristic of other kinds of these uh, Jewish writing in the Old Testament, but God marshals it to, to bring to us his message. And it says in verse 8, after, after dating uh, the moment that the word of the Lord came to Zechariah in verse 7, in verse 8, during the night I had a vision. And this will be the first of eight night visions that Zechariah has. It gives us a lot of the structure to the first half of Zechariah. One, two, three, four, all the way up to eight, one after another. It's not hard to follow along. And, and these night visions, however, are full of symbols. Uh, they, they remind us of the book of Revelation. Um, and, and they take us into God's ultimate issues. They speak to the issues of the rebuilding of the temple at that time. But at the same time, they begin to describe for us the coming of Jesus in his first coming and the coming of Jesus in his second coming. And for those of you who are Bible study nerds, uh, you maybe have heard of a chiastic structure. Well, if A is the theme of the first night vision and B is the theme of the second night vision and and, and, and uh, C is a theme of another one of the night visions. Here's how these eight night visions are structured. It would be A, B, B, 
C-C-B-A. Some people think the Bible is written by people who are smoking dope or something, and it doesn't make any sense. I want to tell you, Scripture is genius. God knew exactly what he was saying. And by going A, B, B, C, C, B, A, I mean, it just brings us back to say that God has like full circle things he wants to say to us. His word is not deficient. And let's keep our ears open. Let's be hungry to be better students of God's word. And let's be listening to the word of the Lord in our lives. Because God, God's word is what changes our lives, directs our lives, gives us everything that's needed for faith and for conduct in our lives. As Paul would say in 2 Timothy chapter 3, it thoroughly equips us for every good work. So Lord, we thank you for your word. We thank you for the genius of your word that will be illustrated in this uh, book of Zechariah. We thank you, Lord, that, that you are always speaking intentionally to us. And may we just love your scripture more than ever before. May we love the word of the Lord. And uh, may your spirit light the word of the Lord on fire in our hearts so that we understand it better and it becomes more a part of the fabric of our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen.